Welcome to episode 12. This episode is with one of my best friends, Megan Armstrong. And oh my goodness, I think we recorded this a few months ago, but I really wanted to save this episode for the new year, 2023. And it is also her birthday this week. So it is just so aligned, so perfect, especially that we are talking all about wealth embodiment and what that means. And I am also currently launching The Breath Club, which is my six-month money healing and wealth embodiment membership. We're going to be doing hypno-breath work every single month on the topics of finances and money and I really believe that this year is my rich and in love era, and I've been talking about this quite a bit lately, but it's really just, it's not about the number. It's not about the number in your bank account. It's about how we feel with money, how we move with money, how we spend money and invest money and receive money. Do we feel good about it or do we feel scarcity? Do we feel lack? Do we feel anxiety? right? These are all things that the general education system did not teach us, and it's very nuanced, but I really believe that us women especially really need to create this intimate relationship with money. And it wasn't that long ago that women weren't even allowed to have a credit card. We weren't allowed to own property or own land, and I just bought my condo about... A year a year and a half ago and yeah I I was so proud of that investment that I made in buying property in San Diego it's a big accomplishment and I and knowing that you know not that long ago women weren't even allowed to do that really just blew my mind and yeah me and Meg in this episode we talk about how we met which is through the wealth embodiment flow with Victoria Washington and I was in that membership for a year and a half or two years really really working on my relationship with money I've had a few people in my DMs um, ask me you know how have you started this journey and you know I really believe it takes dedication, consistency, looking at your bank accounts, having friends or girlfriends that are doing this work with you. And, you know, I'm going to be honest, when I first got into the coaching and healing industry, I didn't really see a lot of successful women that looked like me. And there weren't a lot of spaces that really understood my experience with money, being a woman of color. I'm half Filipino and my mom's from the Philippines. So, you know, not to mention I felt like really deep scarcity that lived in my bloodline around, you know, playing it safe and not taking big risks and making investments in myself was just like unheard of, right? If you're Asian or Filipino or any woman of color, I mean, you know that that lives in your in your bloodline. And, you know, I created the Breath Club because I know what it's like to be wildly disempowered around wealth. And as I started my business, all of the money wounds I never even knew were there came up. So I really believe if you're a healer, you're a coach, you're an entrepreneur, this work is so important and I'm so passionate about sharing this. You know, when I first started my business, I felt all the wounds. Like I felt my grandma's mom's mom in the Philippines 
worry and struggle to put food on the table. And I felt the fear of being greedy and that rich is a bad thing, you know, and I felt the judgment and shame around luxury items and expensive things and, oh, I should be sending this to the Philippines and not on myself, you know, and I felt avoidance and attachment with with money and I also felt discomfort sometimes in receiving and I knew that I had to work on the embodiment piece of really feeling it in my body, of feeling what it would feel like to feel rich and wealthy in a healthy way, in a loving way, in an open-hearted way, in a compassionate way. And, you know, the past few years I've been using tools to heal my relationship with money. And the number one thing that has helped me grow was really using the tool of breath work, using my breath. And I realized quickly that, you know, one mindset masterclass on money wasn't going to cut it. And just the strategies and the the game plan and the masculine side isn't going to cut it either. And that this journey really takes compassion, grace, and mentorship and support. So yeah, I've just been so inspired by the breakthroughs that have been happening in my life the past few years. I wanted to create a container in which I could bring the most powerful tools for healing and money empowerment that I've learned on my journey so far. And that is the potency of combining hypnobreath work and community, sisterhood. So the breath club was born and, you know, by no means do I have all the answers as everyone's expression of wealth is, is so different, right? Everyone's history is different. Bloodline is different and there's no one size fits all, but I love to teach you how to create your own version of your wealthiest, richest life. So it's my honor to guide you home to your breath, your body, your desires and yourself and I'd love to invite you into the Breath Club if you haven't already joined. You know, send me a message on Instagram and let me know, hey, Rave, I listened to your podcast with Meg, the Wealth Embodiment episode, and I would love to join the Breath Club. I will be giving you a juicy discount just for listening to this episode and this space is for you if you're committed to circulating the flow of money in an impactful and heart-centered way you know whether it's donating to causes you believe in or giving your assistant a well-deserved raise you know that every cent you spend you are creating the kind of world you desire to live in right whether you like it or not we have a relationship with money and For me, for example, it's a non-negotiable to be in an intimate relationship with money, to prioritize this kind of work. So if you'd love to deepen your faith in the abundance of money, opportunities, and miracles, if you want to you know, heal those patterns of pressure and stress and force and instead learn to take intuitive action and then, you know, actually confidently surrender the rest. Join us in the Breath Club. I cannot wait for this. We begin this month, January. Our first session is at the end of the month. I will put the links in the show notes. And of course, again, send me a message on Instagram and we can chat and see if it's the right space for you. All right, let's get into the episode with Meg. I cannot wait for you to experience this. Hi, love. Hi. Yay. Yay. Thank you so much for being here, being on my podcast. Oh Hell my yes. I'm so excited. Yeah. Oh my God. There's like so many things that I want to talk about. Where I wanted to start is I'd love for you to share how we first met and just the power of 
women's group programs because I really believe that's like how we got connected, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that would be, I think that's so beautiful to kind of just like introduce like our connection, what got us into this gorgeous friendship and just everything that like came from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Beautiful. But yeah. I was just thinking, I was like, I don't know if we, well, I don't want to say this, but I was like, I don't know if we would be friends if we both really at the time in our lives, you know, didn't invest our time and invest our money into our growth during mm-hmm. that phase of when we met, mm-hmm. you know, we both met because of house of we, which is a money, healing mentorship that I joined. And I think I just found Victoria Washington sharing it on um, Instagram. And, you know, I, I asked Yaz to join the membership with me. And then that's how we met. And I'm just like, I just think it's so cool, you know, especially the work that we do as online service-based business owners and coaches. It's like, having best friends that you met online and now we are in in person in real life friends is just so magical to me and I think this is why we do the work that we do right is like women group programs online are so powerful and you know not even having the expectation of I'm gonna go and join this program to find a best friend but like that's what came out of it and I'm just so grateful that we are friends and that we met in the way that we did. Mm, I know me too. It really is so, so powerful. And, you know, as I like think back on my life and just like how I've made friends and made connections, you know, it's just like evolved over time with who I've become and who I've been investing my time, my energy into. And, Mm -hmm. you know, around the time that we met was really the moment where I was, I was creating so, so much focus just on my own growth, my own healing, my own transformation, and to be able to be in a container and a community of people that were also desiring that just creates an atmosphere of such support. And then it's just such an added bonus. Like when you actually make these like wild, beautiful connections that end up lasting like years and lifetimes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I wanted to start with this because someone actually, I posted a reel or something um, the other week and someone commented and they asked me, how did you get clear or how did you attract the right friendships in your life? And Mm -hmm. yeah, I think back of when we met, you know, I didn't have that many friends. I feel like at that point, because I really started creating boundaries and I started letting some old friendships die. And I know that you can relate to this as well. And I think that's what, you know, almost like brought us together during this time. Mm-hmm. is that I got really clear on who I desired in my life and what was okay, what was not okay. You know, I was in the transition of, you know, trying not to drink so much and not party so much. And that was what I was realizing at that time. I was like, oh my gosh, all of the friends that I have in San Diego right now are like friends that I would go out with and party with. And it was so much fun. You know, we had the same music tastes and we would go to shows and it was so much fun but I was like oh my gosh this is not sustainable for me and it was really hard because it was um COVID year as well and when it all happened and everything got shut down and partying and going out and drinking wasn't even an option Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And it was like the universe was really like, okay, you really got to see who your real friends are. And if, you know, friendships just kind of naturally start to fade and die out, then that's what happened naturally, you know? And I think that was the time when we started connecting and I asked, yeah, I was like, let's join this like group program. And I even try to remember, like, you know, obviously I was more of joining that group as an attendee or as a client in that container. And then you were in the process of um, becoming certified as a facilitator for this modality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I feel like I'm, was definitely, I'm definitely in the same boat as you in terms of just like the connections that I make in my life now. I just like it, the values, like the core values, right. And the alignment of that. And just the time, the energy, the presence that I'm pouring into my own life, like the humans that I want to be in connection with, like, I want that to be similar for them as well. And so, yeah, it was so beautiful. Um, yeah, because house of we, the money membership in which I teach in now, um, really facilitates like such a space for that type of work, that type of connection. Um, yeah. And it just, it's really beautiful to see what unfolds from it. And, you know, it was so beautiful to receive your support specifically when I was in that transition. Cause I was a member as well of, of the house. And I just felt the call from my own path of I'm meant to serve this work. So I was, I was in the middle of uh, the teacher training when we had connected and, um, and now, you know, I'm a facilitator in the actual space and really stewarding the, the work and the lineage of wealth embodiment flow. Um, and so, yeah, it's just been such a beautiful evolution and it feels amazing to have such an amazing connection with you rave along like every single step of the way and like having like a cheerleader and be like, yeah, go, baby, go. <laughs> you know, and just like celebrations and like, and just like all corners of, of life, you know, with you. And, and I, I imagine that, you know, you feel the same of just like us meeting each other and just all the different layers in which we travel within, within this life. Yeah, exactly. And I really attribute to you know, these type of spaces, being in group programs that we can really bring this type of connection, you know, and finding other humans that have the same values. And it was just a coincidence that we happen to live in the same city together, right? I mean, I know like I've connected with other people in group programs who live in different states or different countries, but I think that was the other factor of like, oh my gosh, you live like, you know, a few blocks down the street and now like, let's be friends. But I guess before we go any further, like what is the house of we, house of wealth? And like, how would you describe a wealth embodiment flow? Because this is something that I actually want to talk about um, next week. I'm doing a wealth creatrix hypno breathwork session. And I want to talk about my journey, you know, and my relationship with money and where it all started. And I feel like it really started with the house of we. I give so much gratitude to you know you and victoria and the house of wealth and of course yaz being on the journey with me and having a friend be in the group program with me and i'm like wow i really healed so much and it's actually hard for me to talk about with other people like oh yeah i like started going on money dates and started becoming more intimate with my finances and i also did this like dance thing with different positions and you know I cried and I was (laughs) digging and screaming and I'm like 
you know, I'm like, wait, how do I talk about this? Like, this is, it was so profound. And it was, I think I was in it for like over a year. So, you know, going to these sessions, I probably like, I don't know, two or three times a month. I, it was just so powerful. And yeah, I guess just like explaining to our listeners, like what is, a wealth embodiment flow and what what does that look like if someone were to be curious about it and want to you know try it out yeah oh i love this talking about wealth embodiment flow is like one of my favorite mm-hmm. things you know <laughs> mm-hmm. so wealth embodiment flow is a body-based somatic practice in which you are going in to have a conversation with your body about the different stories you have with money so We have specific postures that we move through within this practice that help facilitate the different layers of these stories. So for example, we begin in the scarcity posture, which is one of the most important postures because a lot of the time when it comes to talking about money, finances, manifestation, things like that, a lot of the time scarcity isn't talked about. And it's really important that that it is talked about because it's such a huge thread and through line for people's experience with money because of just a collective experience and the stories and the program and the conditioning that has been placed upon us from a capitalistic society. So scarcity allows us to really become and go into a lot of different things. But our main teaching within House of We is that scarcity, we're not here to heal scarcity completely. Scarcity is never going to go away, no matter how much money you have. It's just something that is within us. However, we get to heal our relationship with scarcity. And the way that we do that within wealth embodiment flow is through the body Um, going into different postures, different movements, different vocal activations allows these different stories to be expressed and heard. And if you think about it, a lot of the time our different traumas and stories that live within us, the reason why they're still there is because they have not been given the sacred intentional space to be heard, seen, and witnessed within our own bodies, within our own expression, within our own experience. And so we begin in scarcity and we allow it to then build up and out as we rise into other postures like safety, pleasure, worthiness, giving and receiving, creating a vision, and eventually arriving in overflow. And the sequence of postures truly is unlike anything I've ever seen before. It's a practice that was channeled through by Victoria Washington. And as her and I connect and facilitate this work more and more, what we realize is that wealth embodiment flow truly is a lineage. It's like a sacred lineage that was meant to come to this earth-based consciousness for us to receive and practice in order to create a more intimate relationship with money, to heal our relationship with money, and to step into a wealth identity that feels really clean, really sovereign, really powerful. Um, so that's that's the work. That's the flow. And then House of We is the house in which this work is facilitated through, where there's myself who's facilitating the work, Cheyenne as well, and Victoria. And throughout the month, we do these wealth embodiment flows, but then we also drop in with different money trainings and teachings so that we're also 
allowing space for your mind to sink into like, okay, logistically, how do I take care of my taxes? How do I create a budget, right? These very tactical earth-based things that are needed because money is an earth-based resource. Um, we also provide that as well. So it's a really, really abundant overflowing space. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's just magic. I've been in the space literally since day one, since the doors opened and I'm just grateful for the house and this practice just so, so much. It has changed my life in such incredible ways. Mm, Yes. I love that. And I'm going back to what you said about, you know, not doing this work necessarily to heal our relationship with scarcity and, or to like make make it go away or to fix it, but really to just look at it and hold it and walk with it. And I always say this with my clients as well about, you know, with fear, a lot of the times I think we're told like, oh, it's like, we got to be fearless or, you know, how do we make fear go away? But I really think true leadership and true healing is when we can have awareness and when we can really look at it and rather than pushing it away and making it go away, is, Hey, I see you. I see you scarcity. I see that you're here fear and I'm going to hold you and I'm going to continue to walk and move with you. You know, I'm not going to let you hold me back anymore or, you know, stunt me from my growth. I can see that you're here, but I can continue to move and take action. And I really think that's where courage comes into play. You know, like, can we have the courage to move and walk with these really deep emotions? Yeah. And I guess like something that's coming through for me is, you know, of course, joining the house of we and joining the membership would be amazing. But, you know, for someone listening who has never worked on their relationship with money or this is all like new to them like where would you say um is a good start a good place to start for them knowledge has entered the room hi love (laughs) Mm. yeah love this this piece around around the the piece that you actually just spoke into about courage and then stepping into the doors of house of we or into a more intimate relationship with money definitely asks for a piece of your courageous heart to come through because money is such, I mean, it's such a big thing. It's wrapped in so many of our life experiences and not even just our lives, but it's also in the lives of our parents and our grandparents and those grandparents and those grandparents. And it truly is an ancestral experience that we have. And that kind of comes back to why wealth embodiment flow is a body-based practice is because your money stories are not just yours. They are also your, your bloodline. It's in your lineage. It's in your family. Um, And so there's something really, really magical because your body is inherently connected to your ancestor's body because we all have DNA and bones and structure, right? That's holding our vessels. Um, That when we heal our bodies on a cellular level, that then is cascading down into our ancestors, into the future ancestors, things like that. So it's really big work. 
right? It's big work. It's a big call. And that's where I feel like this page, this place of the courageous heart really comes in. And Mm -hmm. I feel those who are, who are feeling the call of like, all right, I'm, I'm ready to step into this work is just knowing that that feeling alone, even if it's just a gentle whisper of, I feel like I'm ready to do this is Mm -hmm. your higher self is your ancestors is your guides all telling you we're here with you. We're supporting you. Like, let's step into this. Like we've got you we've got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like every time I've done wealth embodiment flow, I have seen my ancestors and I see like my mom's mom's mom and just how they are so grateful that I was doing that work. And I think that in itself was so emotional for me and in the wealth embodiment flow, because I was like, wow, like I have this privilege and this opportunity to feel this way and to get into my body and to really process it all and process like what they couldn't you know I my mom's family is from the Philippines and even when I visited a few times it's like wow like they don't know what it's like to live in abundance or overflow they were just in a place of surviving, you know, every day was survival. And I remember I asked my mom, I think this was one of the practices inside of house of we, but it was for me to ask my mom, mom, what was your relationship with money? Like growing up or like, or what was your first experience with money growing up? Like seeing from your mom or your dad. And I remember she said, I, she's like, I remember when I was a child, my dad was leaving the house. And I said, dad, where are you going? And he said, I'm going out to look for money, look for ways I can make money. And so that's what she saw growing up, you know, wasn't a stable job. It wasn't consistent income. It was my, it was her dad walking out the door to just go find it to go, you know, try to put food on the table. And that question to my mom in itself was so powerful and having that knowledge and that awareness of that's what she went through, I think really helped me inside of the wealth embodiment flows because I was able to connect with her father and connect with my mom's mom. And then, you know, things come up in those practices that you don't even think will come up, but I was able to see things and feel things in such a powerful, potent way. And It was really sad and emotional at times, but it was also very empowering of like, wow, you know, I have this opportunity. I have this privilege to be able to do this, not only for me, but for my lineage and for my ancestors and for the scarcity and the survival to, I guess, not stop within me, but just to like, what we're saying is to have that awareness and to walk with me and for me to move in a different way for me to take action in a different way that isn't holding me back anymore. Because I think I started to see that within my mom as well, you know, like overworking and, you know, of course she had this um, pressure on her. This is very typical with um, the Filipino culture is, you know, she had this opportunity to come to America and then she has to send a lot of money back home. That's just kind of a part of the culture and the expectations. Um, but seeing that weight on her, I was just like, wow, as an adult now, 
doing my own healing and having my own understanding of my lineage and what she went through and her parents' parents went through, it gave me so much love and compassion for her and just how hard she worked and how, how much, how committed she was to providing for me when maybe before I would have seen that as she was always gone or didn't have time for me. But now I was able to see it with so much compassion. And yeah, when you say, this is something I want to touch back on, because maybe we have some listeners um, who are like, I still cannot imagine this in my mind. And I'm trying to think of a way to make this more visual or tangible for someone. But the way I see it, like you said, it's a body-based practice. And I'm imagining myself back to doing this practice. And I remember like, thinking if Dana ever walked in on me doing the wealth embodiment flow, he'd be like, what the heck are you doing? It looks like breath work slash yoga slash an ecstatic dance slash an exorcism. I'm just kidding. Um, you know, like very intense and like I can be shaking and breathing and moving and crying and screaming. Like what exactly would you say embodiment means? This is really great too, because this is connecting back to the interview or podcast that I had with Maggie, I asked her, um, you know, what does somatic mean? Because she, you know, calls herself a somatic coach. And then I know for you, you use the word embodiment quite a bit. And I feel like within our circle, that's really well known. And we kind of, under, you know, we understand what that is and what that looks like. But to someone else, like, what would, you, what, how would you describe embodiment? Mm, yeah, this is so beautiful. Um, so think of being embodied in something, right? Like when you embody something, it's like your body is the physical vessel that is expressing something. So when it comes to embodiment work, what we're doing is exactly that in a very intentional, safer, braver container. So let's use wealth embodiment flow for an example. And let's use the scarcity, for example. So the specific embodiment posture for scarcity, and you can even do this with me right now, is to bring your hands into fists where your fingernails come into your palms and then your thumbs wrap around your index fingers. And allow your fists to clench a little bit here. And as it clenches, start to feel tension roll up your forearms all the way up into your shoulders. It gets starts to get into your upper back. It gets into your jaw, right? Like you feel the embodied presence of scarcity probably right now in this moment, if you are doing that posture, you can even visualize what that is. These postures are a doorway for you to experience the greater expression that scarcity wants to bring through your body. So we start here and then we we, through the guidance and the music within the wealth embodiment flow and different questions we're queuing and things like that, your body will begin to show you different stories and different expressions and movements that it desires to make based on the questions we're asking about scarcity, scarcity itself, the feeling, right? Um, and Come, it comes back to that place of like, okay, the body is expressing, the voice is expressing the scarcity. And when it has space to express itself, then there's healing that begins to happen, right? The unfolding um, of 
of what has been balled up inside of you allow, there's like pressure that releases from it. It starts to release from you. The healing starts to happen. And so scarcity is just one of these things. And like I said, we move up and out from this posture and we end in overflow, right? So think of an overflow of money, like an overflowing waterfall. It's just so beautiful. There's just so much, there's just like abundance everywhere, right? Then imagine your body in that experience after you've created the time and the space to be with the parts that were uncomfortable, that were painful, that were maybe traumatic, right? And there's such a, it's such a uniquely crafted embodied experience um, that allows you to go into the depths. We call it, we go down and in and then we rise up and out in a really intentional way. And then from that embodiment experience, what do you then become embodied in, in the world? Like what does your physical body vessel start to represent? The more and more that you do this practice, you get into deeper intimate relationship with money. What you start to embody is wealth. And wealth has nothing to do with the the number that's in your bank account. It is an expression that comes up and through you. Like you can feel a woman when she's anchored in her wealth embodiment. You can tell when she's gone to the depths of herself and felt her scarcity while in the same breath, safety lives in her womb. And then in the same breath, she knows how to circulate money in a clean and sovereign way that feels good within her system. Um, and, And then- your wealth embodied, like there's this wealth embodied feeling, um, the way that she walks, she speaks, she leads, right. It just becomes this, this undeniable presence. And that's what I feel embodiment work is and what becomes of you as you dive into embodiment work as well. Yeah. I love that. And if someone were to say like, Mm, I really want to, I desire to embody being wealthy. I want to embody being, you know, the worthy, wealthy woman. How could you help someone through that? Or how could someone embody it genuinely and, and authentically? For me, it, it always goes into going into your body. Because your body, if you think about it, your body is the vehicle in which you experience life in. So because you're experienced life in every single moment, what that means is all of the stories and experiences that you're having in this lifetime are living somewhere in your body, whether you're conscious of them or not. And so you going down and into your body and being with all of these different stories, like yeah, we're talking about the scarcity, but also the ones that are really beautiful and really joyful and creating this really intimate connection with the body vessel to me is the, the most powerful, authentic and raw way to truly embody wealth and embody being a worthy, wealthy woman. Yeah. And I think reflecting on my journey, the way it started for me was really allowing myself to be in the depths of pain and grief and sadness for my lineage and just being able to feel that and to release that because I look at someone like my mom, for example, and who holds it all together and doesn't want to show emotion. And I felt like for me in those practices, it was a chance for me to just really like 
just like let it all out and to feel it all. And, you know, I know that I was strong enough to hold all of that, but man, it was like a big wave of like, here are all of your ancestors' emotions that they did not know how to appropriately or safely express, you know, or release. And I mean, now I look back and I'm like, wow, it was so liberating because it was like, wow, I can't believe that was being held on to for so long. And that also came with forgiveness, you know, having to forgive, um, you know, the scarcity or the not having enough money within our family or things like that. Um, yeah, it was, it's just so, so powerful. And I think, why do you think like so many people maybe avoid money? Because I feel like our parents' generation, for example, or at least for me, I did not see my parents or anyone, even friends' parents, like talk about money. You know, it was like shamed or it was like, shush, hush, hush. You know, we don't talk about it. We don't, it was like so secretive. Like, why do you think that is? Because I feel like now with our generation, it's becoming a lot more open. Like, let's talk about our numbers. Let's celebrate. Let's, you know, even in relationships, like I remember with my parents, it was like, I'm like, did they ever even talk about money? Or was it just like a last straw of like fighting, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's so many layers to this, um, but what's coming through right now is that money for the longest time has been something that's been viewed that's outside of us. Right. And that somebody else mm. is controlling, right? Like my boss is controlling this company is controlling the money. Like the, the stock markets are controlling the money. And like, yes, of course that is still present. However, what I feel, and I, this is very in sync with the Aquarian age that we're in from like an astrological standpoint of just like where we're at as a collective consciousness is that those of us who are ready to really create a world that we want to like truly thrive and be prosperous in. There was this really divine shift that happened What of that, okay, money is of course a resource that operates externally from me. However, I get to be a part of it in a way that feels in alignment with me, in flow with me. And that's where I feel like there's this like huge shift that's happening. It's like, and, and you can still feel it. Like I still feel it, even though I've done hundreds of wealth embodiment flows, I, I facilitate this practice. Now I still have stories within me that like the money is controlling X, Y, Z in my life. However, when I take a deep breath in and I remember the deeper truth is that, my body activates money as a beautiful resource in life. Like I give money the abundance that it is because of the way that I circulate it. So the way in which that I've shifted my relationship with money, then not only starts to internally create a different story within me and the way that I hold money, but I can also feel the energy, the consciousness of the resource of money also shifting with me as well. Like 
it's just, and this is where we kind of start to get into like the energetics of things, um, which I think is still a part of money within, even though it's an earth-based resource, it's a consciousness, there's energetics to it. And that doesn't mean like, oh, I've got to be high vibe all the time. And then that's how I'm going to get more money. It's like, nah, boo, like, how are you living in your, your best aligned life? And not living in this like perfectionist, like high vibe thing, but really honoring every single layer of your humanity and allowing your money story to be one that comes from that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's just, it's this huge, like reclaiming of power. It's, it's not allowing external systems to be like, this is how money you're going to relate to money and your relationship with money. It's like, nah, like this is my relationship with money and this is how I'm choosing to be with it. Yeah. And I think something that I'd love to talk about is like, what has been, and maybe just getting even vulnerable here is what has been like the hardest or most difficult thing for you in your relationship with money, or like maybe a story that you've had to overcome, or maybe something that you're still working on, like for example, like for me, a big one was, you know, I was raised religious and I feel like there are phrases in the Bible that say like, you know, money is the root of all evil. And I think growing up, I heard bits and pieces of that. And I always thought like a lot, people that have a lot of money are not good people. And so in this, in the school system that I was raised in, it was always like, okay, help people you know, find a job where you can help people and heal people like Jesus did, but money doesn't matter. Money, it doesn't matter if you don't make a lot of money. So, you know, choose a path where you can help people, but don't think about the money, you know? And so it was, it was never like, oh, like you can be a good person and make a lot of money or, or it was never, you know, you can help people and heal people and also make a lot of money. It was like, it had to be like separate almost. And I think that's been a big thing for me on, you know, starting my coaching business and teaching breath work. There's the stories of, oh, well, this should just be free or this should just be, you know, cheap or whatever, because I'm helping people and that should be enough. Hopefully that makes sense. But that's something that I've, I guess, still am working through. I'm curious if there's a story for you that you've had to overcome. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And like Rave, I can completely relate to all of those stories that you were speaking into in my own ways. Like, yeah, within being a healer and just service service exchange and and money and like all that kind of stuff, like that comes through super strong, of course. What feels super alive, let, let's get deep here for a second because I'm gonna speak about what's actually alive right now here in this moment in my relationship with money. Um, and and I I want to speak about this because again, this provides evidence that even though we do X amount of wealth embodiment flows, we're committed to this work. Like this is truly like a lifelong path. This is a lifelong relationship, right? Money is always going to be with us. And as long as we're committed to our own evolution, then our relationship with money is going to evolve, right? So what's super present in my life right now, and I'm even seeing how it's, it is intertwined so deeply within money stories. And this is more of, this is definitely more of like an energetic 
wound and experience. And that is the one of worthiness and the one of worthiness of, am I enough? Am I enough? Am I enough? And what I'm realizing as I go deeper into my own healing work with this is this is ancestral, this enoughness. Can I, am I doing enough? Am I being enough? Am I giving enough? This like constant, like feeling like the well, like you can never see the bottom of the well. It's just like this void of like, when am I going to feel enough and worthiness? And this is coming up in a few areas of my life. And it, so it does feel tender. Um, but in the same breath, I'm so grateful for it and how it's revealing itself to me in the different ways of my life. And the way that in which that it's showing up with money and that it has been is this place of, and it kind of connects back into what I was talking about earlier. So I'm about to give myself my own medicine. What I was talking about earlier about like, especially someone who has their own business of feeling the pressure at times of like, I got to be in this high vibe in order to attract clients, money. Like I've got to be in alignment. I've got to this, that, right. And it comes down and into the worthiness piece if I am not X, then I am not worthy of X amount of money, right? And this is something that is deep, y'all. This is deep, deep, deep stuff. Someone's calling me right now, declining it. Um, and uh, yeah, I would say that in this experience, what it's teaching me and what the remembrance that I'm coming back to is that one of innate abundance, which is the one of the postures in which we go into within wealth embodiment flow. And that is your abundance is innate. Your worthiness is innate. It's because you're a living, breathing human, you are worthy, you are abundant, you are worthy, you are abundant. There is always more than enough. There's always more than enough resource. There's always more than enough money. There's always more than enough time, energy, love, peace, right? And when we can sink deeper and deeper into abundances all around me, abundances within me, what I see around me as abundance is the same abundance that is within my inner world. And the same abundance I feel in my inner world, my spiritual richness, my emotional richness, my physical and emotional and mental richness, right, is also reflected out into this world. And yeah, I feel like it's it's a multi-layered dance, um, but that's something for sure that is super present with me right now. And it's a little bit more intricate because I have been in this deeper relationship with money for a little while. Um, but this is this is the beauty of continuing a relationship with money is you get to go into these intricacies and really like go into like the little corners of the house and just like do, you know, like dust there and heal there and cleanse there. And it's like, like, what a gift, what a gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think what first came through was like, for me is like, of course, like it makes sense why you feel that way. And I'm sure so many other 
humans listening to this and women especially relate to this I know I do with feeling worthy and you think of our history and it wasn't that long ago that you know we had much power over our lives and decisions and money and bank accounts and land and all of that you know you think back um, I don't know how many years ago, but like even a marriage, a marriage was you take over, you take on the name of your husband and you exchange land and it's just like a financial exchange and women had no power or say in their money and making money even. And I think, you know, what we're going forward transitioning into now, I think you said the age of Aquarius is more women are having the opportunity and the freedom and the privilege to create income. And this is something that, you know, women in the past have not had. And I think that comes down to, wow, okay, looking back at our history, like, of course, we feel like we're not worthy because we've only been given this access more recently. So there's this like deep wound within all of our um, lineage of not feeling like, am I able to hold this? Am I able to create more? Am I able to, you know, have this responsibility, you know? 100%, 100%. And that's also what is really beautiful about wealth embodiment flow is that it was created for originally, the original assignment was for women specifically because our experience of money it is of that, of what you've just described, Rave. It's, it's so different. Like this, even like, even with the amount of access and freedom that women have now, there's still so many layers that are living in our bodies that are continuing to just create oppression within, you know, within us um, that we even like put on ourselves because it's, it, it can almost feel invisible. Right. Um, but we're, we're even seeing like with this, the foundation of the practice and the original assignment of, of being for women, we're seeing people from all walks of life gravitate to this practice, um, which is really, really powerful. And so I know for sure that, you know, the lineage of this work is going to evolve and transition so that it can support the world, you know, every human. So every human can have this type of relationship with money. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, wealth embodiment flow is this beautiful body-based practice. It reminds me like visual visualizing how it was when I did the practice and it's almost like psychedelic. Like it's so hard to describe and you can't really, you can go into, especially like, you know, with breath work, you can go in with an intention. Okay. I want to heal this with my you know, scarcity, or I want to like, you know, talk to my grandma and like have her know that she's safe. And I'm, you know, now creating a different life for our family or whatever. You can go in with a specific intention, but I think of breath work or any other psychedelic experience, like you really have to surrender to the practice and just be open to whatever comes through because you really can't be so structured with it. Like the logical mind wants to, these are practices where we open ourselves up to, you know, altered states of consciousness. And now I'm wanting to take a turn into psychedelics and talking about, you know, another body-based practice, 
or experience, I guess you could say, with ayahuasca. And I know you just had a beautiful, magical, intense, potent experience with this plant medicine. And if you could just share with us a little bit about, you know, what ayahuasca is even, I mean, I think some people maybe don't even know what ayahuasca is and yeah, how this experience was for you. Yeah. I love how it's segueing in this way. And like, I completely agree. I mean, wealth embodiment, flow, breath work, like these deeply healing practices, like bring us into a place of trance and like almost like psychedelic Mm -hmm. vision. Um, and so that's where I feel, and this is like a very natural evolution in the conversation as well, just like in the evolution of where I'm at within my healing journey, you know, for a long time, I was focusing on wealth, wealth embodiment flow. And then, I just began to heard the call from other things that my body was desiring to heal. And I think that's the foundation and that's the through line with any of my life experiences, anything that I teach, the medicine that I serve is that it's coming through the sacred technology and the channel of my body. I have a relationship with my body that I can hear a clear yes and no from her about different experiences and I can surrender into her guidance 100%. Like that's the level of trust that I have with my body. And so of course that, that helps within the wealth embodiment flow experiences. But as I, in this past spring, when I started to um, experience the height of my uh, Saturn return, which is a astrological event that happens like in your late twenties. It's a huge transformation portal. Um, I was at the height of mine in March and what was revealed to me was a really deep trauma that I experienced that I was a child. Um, that was actually sexual trauma and it just, it just called me forward into a, a completely new way of surrender because I felt like that thing was so much bigger than me. I was like, how have I gone my entire life not realizing that this happened to my body? And through a bodywork session, the memory revealed itself to me. And then everything started to click everything. I was like, that's why I feel like this. That's why I feel like this. That's why this happened and this and this. And so in that huge exhale of a surrender in the grief and everything that came through from that moment emerged my plant medicine journey. And what was so beautiful is that cacao has actually been on my journey with me for the last two years. Cacao, Rave, I know you work with the cacao. She's a really beautiful, soft, heart-opening medicine. And so I've been sitting with her for almost, yeah, over two years. And what I felt and realized from her is she was slowly opening me up more and more to the plant medicine journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I began first, even before the ayahuasca happened, I began to sit in ceremony with tobacco and hape. And this was just kind of a natural fluid way in which my life was flowing and the surrender was flowing. And then after a few months of really sitting with those plants and receiving from them and giving into them was, was then when ayahuasca presented herself to me. 
ayahuasca is one of the most powerful psychedelic plant medicines on this planet. Um, she is a combination of a vine and another part of the plant that they mix together, um, in more toward like, um, like the Southern hemisphere of the world. Um, so places like Peru, Guatemala, um, steward this medicine. And I traveled to Costa Rica. I had a friend there who, um, who I wanted to go and see. And simultaneously at the same time, the Yawanawa tribe from the Amazon was there to host the medicine. And, um, yeah, I, I asked yeah. really quick, um, just for our listeners of what exactly is ceremony, because it's, it's funny. I've done, um, um, mushrooms, maybe, I don't know, maybe over 10 times in ceremony in a very sacred way. And it's funny when I tell people, oh, I've done, you know, psychedelics and mushrooms, I hear, oh yeah, man, like I've done mushrooms too, like at this party and like it's really fucked up. And I'm just like, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, it was like sacred and it was like, I talked to God and it was beautiful. Like someone listening is like, wait, I've done these type of psychedelics or acid or things like that before. Like how would we differentiate and explain to them, you know, ceremony, like what is ceremony and what does that look like? Are you at a party? Are you sitting by yourself? Are you like with someone leading you? Yeah, this is such a beautiful question, right? I love that because of course, like, so one, like medicine is medicine. So no matter how you're using it, it's medicine. However, the intention in which you are receiving that medicine is really, really important. Um, and Rave, I have a trash truck coming in. So if it gets super loud, just let me know. <laughs> it's all good. It sounds good. All the elements are just with us today. <laughs> um, so the intention that you have with medicine is what it's going to bring forth for you and what you are going to receive from it. So of course, as Rave is saying, like if you're at a party and you are taking some mushrooms and you're wanting to have a good time, like that's, that's totally cool. Like that's okay. There's no shame in that. Um, however, you're going to have a totally different experience because of your intention that's within it. However, medicine ceremonies have been going on for so long. I mean, such a, such a long time, um, especially within indigenous communities. I mean, these are the communities that really like have been stewarding this medicine, these ceremonies, this practice all along. Um, and there's different medicines within different communities. Um, so ceremony is a really intentional space that you're going into to receive the medicine and it's being served by medicine people. So the people that I went to go sit with, the, the Yawanawa, um, the woman that was actually serving that medicine, Putani, she is some of the first medicine women of her tribe in her lineage to serve that medicine, which is huge. These medicine people are deeply, deeply spiritual beings who are connected to the ethers, but also have such deep connection to the earth because of the earth-based medicines that they are 
facilitating and that they are in communion with and relationship with. So imagine going into a really intentional space that is created by medicine people and they are serving you this medicine. Ayahuasca specifically in the lineage of the Yawanawa, how it the ceremony moves and flows is you go in at, at night and there's this fire in the middle and you're being served the medicine and they're singing to you. And through their songs, they, it is taking you on a psychedelic journey in which that you are meant to go on. So no ayahuasca sit is ever the same. You'll never experience the same thing twice. I sat in two ceremonies completely different from one another and the medicine itself and ayahuasca, I could cry talking about her, the level of healing and what she brings into the physical body, into the spirit is indescribable. I mean, I sat, what was it, four or five months ago, and I'm still receiving different messages, different visions from her and I, I'll continue to, because I know that I'm going to continue to sit with her as a teacher. Um, but yeah, it's powerful plant medicine. Mm, the visual is just so beautiful. And I know some people say like you feel a calling or Aya like comes to you and speaks to you or like you just know. Like, what does that mean exactly? Especially for some people who maybe don't feel like they have a strong intuition. Um, like, how did you know that ayahuasca was calling you or like was for you at the right time? Yeah, um, this is such a beautiful question. And this was actually advice that my friend Caro, who I went to go see in Costa Rica, um, she told me because I was having a lot of friends who were sitting with ayahuasca. And the initial thing that came up within me when I heard about their experiences was fear. And I told Caro about this and she was like, you know, boo, that's like, that's okay. When she, when you are ready for the medicine, she will call you and you will hear her. And I was like, okay. I was like, I'm not sure what fully that means, but like, I'm going to trust that. And that was also a little bit before my intuition strengthened, my psychic abilities strengthened, my spiritual gifts strengthened, you know, my connection with my guide strengthened. So she calls you truly when you are ready, right? Like Carl told me that, but all of those things that I had just said hadn't fully turned on. They hadn't fully sharpened. And that's why I didn't hear her call or I could really understand and why I wasn't quote unquote fully ready. However, when I tuned into all of those things through my natural path of evolution, of growth, of transformation, I was driving, going to the gym. And I just, it was just as simple as that. I just heard her. And it was just this presence that came over me and I knew that it was her. And she said, you're ready whenever you're ready to come and receive. And I was, and it just like, it was this overwhelming, like it was indescribable of like, I couldn't mistake it for anything else. And so like I voice note Carl right away. I'm like, oh my God, it happened. It happened. It happened. Right. And it was like such a beautiful moment. And so what, what that brings me into is 
trust your journey, like trust your own evolution, trust your body. And from that place of trust, if, if you're hearing the call to the plant medicine path, it will arrive in the most perfect whole divine timing for you to receive. Mm, Yeah, I love that. And yeah, anyone listening who is curious, I'd also say like, just start educating yourself on the different types of plant medicine and just what calls, what calls you, you know, there's LSD, there's mushrooms, there's hape, there's uh, ketamine, and all of it is now being studied as well, which is so awesome. I'm such a believer in it. And for me personally, I haven't had ayahuasca call me yet. I have had a very strong relationship and connection to mushrooms, but I am definitely open to all the different types of psychedelics and plant medicines and things like this but just to close out um how do you think people can start to explore that I know for you before you did um ayahuasca you had a plant medicine guide if you want to maybe talk about that a little bit and if do you feel like that helped you have an introduction to plant medicine before you got into ayahuasca it for sure prepared my physical body vessel, but I feel like the, the call from the plants began even like even before that. Right. So the, the ceremonies you're talking about rave is with this beautiful healer here in San Diego, where I live, their name is Hamza. And the, the level of healing that happened when that in that space and like the physical preparation of my body vessel and my spirit interacting with more powerful plant medicines. And when I say powerful, I guess like intensity is what I mean. Um, of course, prepared me for that so, so, so deeply. But even before that, it was kind of what, what I had Um, was originally speaking into of even like cacao entering my life for the first time over two years ago and, and her being really the first plant that I sat with. And I didn't even realize, (laughs) I didn't even realize what I was doing or what was happening. Um, But, but what called me forward in that again, comes back to your body. Your body is like I had said before, some of the most ancient sacred technology that we can tap into. And it isn't something that maybe feels like super accessible or easy because of the layers in which we've been conditioned to not connect to our bodies in so many different ways, but truly, truly, truly the body is the vessel in which will guide the way. It's the vessel in which that guided me to cacao that then guided me to sitting in ceremony with Hamza to then, you know, sat me with ayahuasca and continues to, continues to hold me as I'm on my medicine path, um, as a medicine woman who's, who's stewarding medicine in, in different ways. Um, it's the body. It's like the body as the compass, the body as the guide. Um, and the ways in which that you can drop deeper into your body is 
you know, as Ray was saying, breathwork practices, movement, like yoga, embodiment, um, meditation. I mean, there's so many ways in which we can connect to our body that just creates a deeper relationship with it. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good point because I feel like most of us are just told to think and use our brain and to be logical and I feel like even for me, just a few years ago, the idea of getting out of your mind and into your body, like to me, that makes so much sense now, like tapping into my heart and my intuition and my body and my breath. But before it was always like the mind and the strategy and the information and like just having to like know everything. And I think that's also what's so powerful about the work that we do is the surrender piece and being able to surrender to the practice yeah it's it's huge it's huge I mean trust surrender yeah and it's like there are these bigger things for sure um but again just like plant medicine just like a breathwork journey um our relate and just like money right like our relationship with trust and surrender evolves over time based off of our lived experiences and how we're just carrying ourselves and very intentionally cultivating life. Yeah. And if there are humans listening that want to dive into these experiences that you're talking about and experience, you know, wealth embodiment flow or a body-based practice, how can they work with you and how can they connect with you? Is it better to share you know, your website or your Instagram? Yeah, my Instagram is always where it's happening. I, I treat it like a art gallery studio space. At the root of it all, I'm an artist. And so that space is most live. It's most active and pull in with just like what I'm, yeah, the, the work that I'm facilitating um, so I would say just follow me there at self-remembrance. Self-remembrance is the, uh, is the business is the sacred sanctuary in which we do all this work within. Um, and yeah, I would say that's the most potent way to connect with me. And then from there, you'll find my website, you'll find my podcast where Rave was featured Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and all the other just beautiful resources and, and things that I have within that portal. Beautiful. Thank you. Yes, everyone go slide into her DMs. Ask her about her offerings. I believe you have Warrior of the Heart right now, right? Yes. Warrior of the Heart is popping. This base, this offer came from this like six month deep healing journey that I was telling y'all about where I discovered that childhood trauma. And then I went into the plant medicine and the womb healing and like, right. So like, as I came up and out of that experience, what arrived was warrior of the heart. And it's a really potent one-on-one portal for quantum body-based healing. So if you are feeling that there is a story within you that is desiring healing, um, then that portal is, has been created for you, for us to go into that deep embodiment, body-based work to create that healing, but to then also lift you up and out of that healing. And what I'm, what I'm noticing, what's happening in my clients in that portal is their lives are becoming 
exactly what they've always dreamed of. So what they've been manifesting for years of like, I desire this, I want that, envisioning this for myself and that for myself. Um, it's literally coming to life in the matter of weeks because we're going to the root story and we're healing the root story that then opens them up in a whole new level. It releases so much from them so that they now have the capacity to live in the expanded state that they've always desired. It's like fucking wild. <laughs> Powerful. Oh my yeah. God. I'm going to make sure to put that link in the show notes as well. So everyone can just easily click on that and Thanks, reserve boo. your spot before she sells out. Yay! Thanks, oh, boo. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you for showing up today, for being on my podcast, for being one of my best friends. Yes! And I will see you in almost, what, a week here in Hawaii? Yes, I'm going to be in Hawaii with Rave. I'm so excited. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yay. Well, thank you so much and have an amazing day, my love. Thanks, Queen. Love you. Oh my gosh, that episode was so good. So many wisdom drops. I hope that you received. I hope that you are feeling into all of the words that we just shared. Please reach out to us if you have any questions you want to work with us. And again, if you are a woman who wants to learn how to heal, deepen, and expand your relationship with money, really feel wealthy from the inside out, join the Breath Club, my six-month hypno-breathwork wealth empowerment membership. We begin very soon and have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode served you, please share. Send it to someone. It could help them heal or create a new perspective in their life. I love when you share on social media, take a screenshot, tag me on Instagram, rave underscore read. And if you feel called to share something you learned or loved from this episode, it would mean so much to me. And please reach out to me personally, send me a message, and let me know how this is resonating with you. Thank you so much for your support. Consider subscribing to this podcast, leaving me a five-star review so we can continue to grow and up-level together. I appreciate you and see you in the next episode.